Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Oh, yes. Here we I got her in the studio. I got her in here with me. So excited to be back. I, I mean, seriously, okay? This is going to be amazing today. Serious, there's, there's, you, as I've said the last time we had Stan on with us, you are the president of his fan club, it's I think. It's been a minute, and it is yeah. overdue. Sandy, we have got with us none other than the man. The that, man. And, you know, that, a lot of people always say the man, the myth, the legend. But sometimes it really is true. Yes. We really do have um, – yes. uh, he's not a myth because he's real, right. but he certainly is a legend. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big picture. Come on now. Once again, Standeo. The crowd is going wild. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They love you. They love you. They yes, love you. they do. He is, what he an is, audience. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what an audience. I love it. He is coming to us live from somewhere in a secret, undisclosed mm. location out in the uh, away from all the government officials so they cannot <laughs> find him and stop all the cool things that he is doing. Stan, welcome back to the big picture. Thanks, Larry, and uh, good evening, uh, Sandy. So great to see you and talk to you again. I am so excited. We are absolutely excited because when we think about that's one of the things we do, Stan. We cover the news. We cover things that are going on in our world. And oftentimes when we read things in the news and we see things, we always ask ourselves, I wonder what Stan thinks about this. Yes. But, you know, we got a couple of things we want to ask you about. And one of the things that I want to ask you about, uh, and I don't know how much you can say. We talked a little bit off the air, and I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> but Sandy and I are uh, students of Nicholas Tesla. Tesla, And we the, the energy source that he discovered – and quite frankly, probably everybody on this show right now believes it's probably uh, the reason that he his life was tormented the way it was from our government because they did not want his technology to come out. Right. But you have been researching this, Stan, and I'm just going to throw this website up here, and, and then you can comment on this. So tell us right now about what is happening with, you, with, with the research you and your sons are doing and what are we looking at right here, and what could be coming that could forever change people's lives? All right, well, we'll get to the details of this page in a minute. Uh, okay. It's a page from a, a Christian group that formed a, a private community in Sweden back at, around the, the uh, 1920s, I believe it was. Okay. And they, they powered all their homes with this device that their members, uh, one of the members developed wow. and then spread to every home. Now, that's called a Wimshurst generator to make static electricity by turning a crank. What hmm. they did was got rid, got rid of the crank, got rid of the, rid of the little brushes on those arms, you see, and they used what's called an induction head or, or plate instead of brushes. And they made a big one so they could just start it by turning it with their hand, hmm. and it started to produce electricity you know, to power their homes in this village of you know probably 100 homes or so. Wow. Um, and that's you know that's 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 significant. That's, that's very. I mean, when when was this? When was this? When did they do this? Nineteen twenties, as I recall. Well, you can look at it. Nineteen twenties. Yeah. Well, you remember 
uh, Ayn Rand wrote uh, Ayn Rand wrote the Atlas Shrugged series about John yes. Galt having an ele- yes. electricity motor. He was pulling it out of the air. Yes. And in the, in the, uh, Holly and I were part of the, the sponsors. We put money into that project to make that movie oh, wow. uh, of the Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, yeah, there were a few of us. And, um, you know, John Galt, the fictional guy here, was right. what Ayn Rand wrote about. But she, right. probably 25 years before she wrote, well, the Swedish community had this thing and everyone was trying to figure out how they were doing it. So she was using that as the basis for Atlas Shrugged. Benjamin Franklin is credited as being the inventor of the electrostatic motor back in the 1700s, but its power output was modest. The Wimhurst electrostatic generator is a high-voltage mechanism developed in the 1800s which can be hand or self-started and will produce dramatic sparking while charging Leyden jars. Today it's used in teaching about electricity, but its practical applications are considered inconsequential. A high-tech variation of the Wimshurst device is the Testatica, or Swiss ML converter. Developed by Paul Baumann of the Maternity community in Switzerland during the 70s, this free energy device is a marvel that has been in operation for more than 20 years, supplying electricity to the small, self-sufficient Christian community. Many technical experts have come away stumped by its excess output. However, because the community feels that the majority of mankind is not ready to be responsible for such unlimited energy, they're keeping the technology under wraps until such time the world is spiritually prepared. Other researchers, like Dr. Oleg Jefeminko, continue to pursue real-world applications for harnessing the electrostatic motor. His accomplishment, I feel, is the best, is that he used a specific type of electret, which is a waxy substance which holds charge, and uh, it's like, a, in many ways, a magnet, electrical analog of a magnet. And he's achieved a 0.1 horsepower motor, which is a small device. So, and this runs continually on atmospheric electricity. Like the homopolar generator, the electrostatic motor is based on the dynamics of our Earth environment. As with wind and solar power, they offer real sustainable alternatives that, with only modest gains in efficiency, could contribute to the replacement of our current dependence on fossil fuels. Are we clever enough to learn from the clues our planet is providing? Oh, now, my goodness. And, and, of course, John Galt lived in Colorado in the high mountains where I live. And so I, I call myself the, the, the current John Galt. Stan Dale <laughs> instead of John Galt. Yes, good. Yeah. Yes. I believe that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I love those movies, by the way. They were yeah. great. Yeah, and you were an investor in it because yeah. so you, yeah. you, you invested in it because you knew even though this was a movie – this was also actually based on things that were real technology. Real technology. That's amazing. It, yeah. And, and if you uh, go to uh, slide 38, come back up. Uh, there it is. Right there you there. go. Okay. At, okay. At, 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 click. Okay. All right. Now that's that's on our website. So it's like okay. Go away. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh and how did we miss that? Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Look at that. We're gonna go back and check that out. And yes. obviously, okay. everybody scroll, watching, please do that. Scroll on down. Scroll on down quickly okay. to the bottom. Okay. Okay. A little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, further, further. Okay. Yeah. There. Okay. Now, the secret to John Galt in the movie for his getting atmospheric electricity was this motor that spun around, right? Right. Okay. It doesn't look like the real one, but it, it spins around and it does work. Now, hmm. uh, 
getting biblical on you. The Ark of the Covenant. Uh oh. Moses... Here we go. Here we go. Okay. 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 <laughs> the, Ark, the Ark of the Covenant was a direct current high voltage field. So much so because when the um, the high priest once a year went in to uh, appeal to God behind the curtain there and say, look, you'll forgive Israel and all that kind of stuff, they would tie a special sash around him as he went in behind the Holy of Holies and tie it to an anchor back here because he, he might get glorified, which meant he might float the air from right. the static charge from the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. Okay. Now, it was a box, a capacitor within, a, you know, the, the sealed inside and the sealed outside and gold and then two angels facing each other, which are like two electrodes. Oh my and goodness. all of the all the details of the manufacturer have not been made public for obvious reasons, but uh, they have it in the back room. You know, the scholars, I'm sure, have, have got that. And so I looked at it to see that it was very similar to what we're talking about with the uh, um, the machine here in, in Sweden, the test, uh, test, I think it's called. And it's just, let's just call it the Wimsource machine. But anyway, uh, you have two capacitors in that. You have two electrodes in that. You look at, uh, at, the, at the images and the, and the videos they make of that. They didn't have an antenna. They didn't have a ground wire stuck somewhere in a lake bed like Bory no. was talking about. Nikola Tesla, you mentioned him. He built a, an electric motor for his car, and he powered it with a, a, a circuit that he didn't, he didn't share with anybody, right? And he, he drove all around town on electricity with no antennas and no ground, you know, with the device on his car, which is like this Tesla machine. I've, I've literally uh, never heard that story, that he created his electric car. Yeah, is, yeah, is that is 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 literally that you know we we always just assumed that Elon Musk called his car company Tesla. I, he literally called it Tesla because of Tesla's car. Yes, yes, yeah. There is one report I forget where I, I read it years ago and uh, a couple of years ago I guess I, guess I reread it, but um, Tesla said that you can draw energy out of the atmosphere and. Mm -hmm. um, what it was really drawing it from was from the what they call in physics the fine structure of space the, the mm. basic elements of space that everything you know is formed in uh god's workshop out there so he he uh, was he and moray and everyone else that used this was doing something like this imagine you have a balloon full of water and a little nozzle out here to let the water flow out downhill now if you uh, have in that balloon full of water, if you have uh, some sand grains that settled around the neck of the balloon, mm. when you open up the sand grain, uh, open up the, the neck of the balloon, it might squirt out uh, sand, but not water. And it'll clog, you know, the pressure from the sides mm. inside the balloon will stop the flow. But if you jerk it like you're milking a cow, bang, 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 yeah. open, close, open, close, it will allow a portion of the water to, to, to pass through in addition to the sand. Wow. And that's what, this environment is called, it's called an over unity uh, situation where you snap the environment mm. of space time. You snap it uh, with a quick discharge and it, and then you keep doing it in a certain pattern and it'll keep supplying energy to you. Electricity in this case, a fascinating amazing. thought. It is amazing. And you have, you have pardon. tapped into that. Is that correct? Are you, are you well, working we're, we're, on your own thing? Yeah, my sons and I are, are working on the the Deo clan. We're all working on it. And um, <laughs> we, we've we had to buy a few bits and pieces that we need instead of taking the time to make them by hand. But uh, it is simple enough that I think that we can prove, uh, step one, 
you know, out the back there. Well, in the, we can even do it in the living room here. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to have an antenna or a ground. But we can prove that we can pull electricity out and light a fluorescent tube when we put this all together. Now, that's a small amount of, of, of power. You, you need to take that energy and run it through a Tesla step-down system to make it to, to run household, you know, electrical mm. items and things like that. But mm. this is the first thing is to prove where it is and how to get that pulse and then how to convert it is the next part. So you're uh, pulling it out of the ether. Is that the some kind of crazy terminology yeah, yeah. that you use, pulling it out of the ether? So yeah, yeah, that, these, that'll, that'll do. Ancient, yeah. these old ancient buildings we see with the onion domes, with the spires, is that what they were doing? Were those uh, free energy extractors? Was that some kind of antiquitech where they were pulling it out of the ether, it down into the homes and the buildings? I don't know. I've never thought about that. Uh, I, I'm sure that other people since time of Moses have had access to that. Sure. I um, think so, too. Yeah. What about the, this? Uh, uh, the battery? The Is it the Iraqi battery that's supposedly yeah. such a mystery? Same yeah. along yeah. the same line. Hmm. Yeah, you could take those clay pots that they had with the uh, iron and copper inserts, and mm -hmm. you could pour lemon juice in it, and it made one and a half volts. Look like out! A normal Look out! So, battery. so was the Giza pyramid really uh -oh, a power go. plant? Here we go. Well, you know, uh, it, it's an interesting thing because I think it was Herodotus who, uh, the Greek uh, historian, I think he went over to Egypt and to the uh, the Giza pyramid. And in his day, it was still spoken of as the um, as a light source, Luxor type thing, hmm. where the where it glowed and there was a moat around it. And yes. um, wow. he was talking to the, the priest at Sais and things like that. But uh, yeah, th there are rumors to that. Whether the the way they pictured in the cross sectional diagrams of the Great Pyramid now, whether it was you know combustion or heat or the water flowing underneath, I don't know. But I know that there have been a lot of references in occult literature literature about mm -hmm. the energy on top of the pyramids and that you could fly from one pyramid to another in the air using a, a, a craft that drew that energy. Oh, Look my at this. Oh, wow. Wow. E Elon Musk, is, is his car is using a battery still, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. With this system, you'd have a circuit stuck in your trunk or you know, the front or wherever. You wouldn't need a fill-up station. You wouldn't need to recharge. You wouldn't need batteries. You have to no worry battery. about any fire. There you go. You just go. You can yes. do it in the submarines. Yes. You can do it in the air, in space, oh in a goodness. car. I mean, this is this is phenomenal. So all of this was <sighs> Nikola Tesla's lifelong work. He wanted to provide wireless electricity, mm. wireless communication, and wireless transportation. Is that correct? Wow. Yeah, among other things. I mean, the guy was brilliant. So many inventions. Genius. Yeah, I, I had the privilege of going through his personal papers over in Belgrade. They locked me in the room with them all upstairs at the museum. And uh, I, I couldn't uh, photocopy anything. I could only take notes, you know, mm. and remember things. But wow. uh, some of this the, is the tremendous. Yes. And yeah. to know that you are right there on the cutting edge yeah. involved in this mm. is yeah. just so thrilling. And I'm so excited for you. Well, you, Sandy, you know, oh, sorry, go, on. go ahead. Go ahead, Stan. Yes. Well, I was going to say, uh, I might be on the cutting edge now, but it's taken me 30 or 40 years to figure it out. You know, duh. <laughs> it's just another piece of your life's work, too, though. Absolutely. And it couldn't happen to any nicer, uh, yes. more godly man. And I'm so glad that it's you. Absolutely. You. And, and, and we're so, so excited to see what's happening with your company. 
with you know everything that is happening with the production that's going on there, that God is blessing you uh, to be able to do this. And your heart is to take that incredible revelation that that you know where wherever Tesla got that kind of knowledge, uh, he had knowledge that was on the next level. And 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 people have you know hypothesized whether he was you know, a good person, bad person or whatever, but the intention was to help people. And you are, you are grabbing on to that heart as well. And, and I'll be honest with you, Stan, I've, I've just got to say this, uh, publicly I'm praying for you, <laughs> yes. uh, because, you know, even though we're excited for you, uh, the, there are powers Ooh. that be that do not want yeah. this to happen. Some who have tried to go before you yeah. in such kind of work didn't turn out so well for yeah. them. So, uh, so we truly, will... there are powers that do not want this to come into the open. Right. So what what are you feeling about that? What is your feeling about you know, getting this information out. What do you think is going to happen when people start hearing? Because you know the people, the the trillionaires, the billionaires out there do not want a vehicle that is self-sustaining. They do not want a house that's self-sustaining. So I know you've thought that through, you and your sons. I mean, where's your mind on that? Well, I don't need to tell you exactly how or where we've disseminated the information as we go okay. along. But believe Very me, good. it's it's worldwide. And right. the thing is to, is to put the, the concept out there. And um, then as we progress with our version of it, uh, show what we've done. And if we don't get to show at least the concept that circuitry is out there, I've, I've already disseminated it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's for the church during the tribulation period, for those who are left behind and not raptured, they need to have power to survive wow. outside yes. the system. Listen, to that. And so how do we charge for that? You know, we don't. Um, our, my sons and I are stockholders in EMP Shield, and uh, with the current investment from the government, uh, federal and state government, uh, by the end of August, it'll be worth uh, three billion with a B billion dollars. Okay. Thank God. The good so, guys are God, winning. The yes. good guys are winning. <laughs> Praise God. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so anyway, and, and and the reason I finally woke up to this was about oh, a month ago, I think it was, I had one of my rare dream visions and I worked all night in my mind mm. uh, seeing where, you know, how this all worked. I thought, oh, wow, of course I do that. And jumped up the next morning, went out and started taking notes real quickly. But uh, that is amazing. Uh, well, God, I guess, decided it was time to, uh, to do this. Um, wow. Stan, that, this is incredible. This, this amazing. is absolutely incredible. And, and what a gift that, you know, I know you don't like to be lavished, but we want to say what a gift that you are, yes. not just to your generation, but to every generation Absolutely. that remains. Because one of the things, Sandy, that just blessed me to hear him say is that, you know, he believes in the rapture, but he his heart is that he cares about yes. those that would choose Christ after we're gone, yep. that they're going to be told you, you're going to be locked out. But this is a way yep. for something to be left behind. Yep to help those believers. That is incredible, Stan. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it, it is. I, I, you know, since 1969, when I had the out-of-body near-death experience and went out there and the Lord showed me a lot of stuff, so much stuff that when I came back into my body that day, uh, yeah. I, I, I felt like you know, my body was going like a, a, a foot going into a shoe that was too small and things were falling out the side. And so for years after that, I would have dream visions at around 4.30 to 5.30 in the morning before I woke up 
about things that I was shown. Uh, you know, one of the major ones was the error in Einstein's equation, uh, you know, I, and, and how to correct that and explain it to people. And then from there about UFOs and how anti-gravity worked and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, the Lord laid his hands on me. Uh, I have to laugh occasionally because I was pretty thick then, I guess. It took me a while <laughs> to figure it all out. But, uh, wow. yeah. Wow. It is a blessing. You, have, you were long before there was anything like YouTube and people illuminating and trying to wake people up. You were writing books. You were telling people about what was coming. You saw this coming, I mean, gener decades ago, I should say. You, you began to write about things and things that are happening in our earth, things that are happening in our government. And, and you were right there face-to-face -face with some of the counterparts. Yeah. In this machine. In this machine. It's just unbelievable. And and you were you were we were discussing off air earlier that I believe you said I may get this wrong here, but even in the seventies and eighties, you were writing about things that were happening with our planets and things that are happening with our sun. And and you you predicted a lot of the things that we're seeing right now, yes. Stan. You know, what is going on? with uh, the planetary system, do you see that a lot of the things that are happening here on this earth is a result of something happening in the solar system with our sun? Uh, let us know what's going on out there in the cosmos. All right, some rather incredible things that um, I started talking about in 1978 oh, um, in the Cosmic Conspiracy at that time. And uh, this is on my show images page at standale.com. Uh, it's show images, right? Now, what we're going to look at here is, a, is an update on what I wrote in the Cosmic Conspiracy in 1978. Because mm -hmm. then, uh, using what was uh, published by uh, Gribben and Pledgeman, uh, astronomers, they said that we were going to have a planetary alignment of all the major gas giants on the same side of the sun with Earth. Mm -hmm. And they were expecting catastrophic eruptions from the sun flares and all that kind of stuff. Well, it didn't happen. And uh, I did the calculations and, and certainly the alignments were all there. In fact, let me just uh, take this picture here and um, show you. Hmm. Let's see here. Okay. This is in um, 1982. Okay. Uh, where, and that was uh, December the 5th, 1982, the alignment. So, if you look at this, yeah. here's Earth. You, know, you okay. see Earth on the same side of the sun with these huge gravitational pulls right. from, wow. you know, on this side of the sun. And that's why myself and Gribbon and Pleasure and others looking at this thought, this is probably when all these solar events are going to be happening that are uh, forecast in the book of Revelation. Now, tell well, me again, what, what year was this again? This is 1982 in December, December, okay. December okay. 1982. Okay. And this is when the, the alignment was, was pretty much maximum. And so we were all wrong. We guessed that that would be the cause of the effect on the sun. What we didn't think about hmm. was that's that's causing the surface of the sun to squeeze up toward the earth, right? And right. so it makes it thicker on the surface of the sun. And it's when the sun gets thinner on the surface that it starts throwing out magnetic loops and coronal mass ejections and flares, which we don't want. So right. it has to be when the gas giants are on the other side of the sun from us. Well. All right, April the 29th, a few days ago when I did this map. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Now, now uh, look here and you can see Earth is over here mm -hmm. and the major gas giants are you know, mm -hmm. all out here, pulling wow. on the sun. And, 
And we're starting to see, it's saying we're entering a new phase officially of solar activity, eruptions, magnetic loops, flares, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, interruption of, of shortwave transmissions and normal radio and that kind of stuff. Because of this, we're, we're moving in. The, the uh, You can see my cursor. We're now going to be moving around mm, toward the yeah. same site. Wow. Now, we move faster. We, we orbit faster than these guys do. So sure. okay. we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, when we get over here amongst them, we're going to be on the same side of the sun. And I mm. don't know that we, we're going to be worried about so much uh, solar activity then. But <laughs> if we go up here to this one, this uh, August of this year, the 18th. Okay. Okay. And at that time, you can see that we are oh. here just moving on the same side. I don't anticipate a lot of problem. I could be wrong, but it's going to be scrunching the sun this way, thickening this side of the sun, which will oh. give us a a pretty stable a stable layer of the magnetic fields. It's when okay. they are thin that they be, they become problematic. I think this is the 29th of September this year. Okay. We're going to be uh, right in the middle of it all. So oh between now and September 29th, okay, is it is it going to be, uh, be effective or not? We don't know. And then toward um, the uh, uh, the uh, 29th of November, we start to move out. See, we're moving quicker than these big guys. Yeah, They're hanging yeah. around. But oh, you're right. but okay. you're saying so, you're saying around September, September October time frame is if something is going to happen, that's going to be the optimal time that we're going to see the most activity. Well, I'm saying that between now and then, uh, right now we're in a, a pretty optimal place. This is next year, May of 18th next year, mm. and uh, we're going to be where we are approximately now, but but we are going to be in May of next year on the thin side of the sun because these big uh, planets out here are tugging on the, mm -hmm. the, the chronosphere. Okay. Yeah, I'm following you. Stretching it. Okay, so it's it's yeah. kind of unleashing the, the, the devil at us here. Mm, okay, mm. now in, in 2025, you know, a couple years from now, in May the 16th again, uh, somewhere in this period of time in April, May, see where we are, we're mm -hmm. going to be on the thin side of the sun. So there are several places like this in this planetary alignments where we could be on the thin side of the sun layer and be expecting problems. Wow. Um, certainly uh, April of next year is going to be that way too. When, when that happens, Stan, what does, what does that mean for us? You don't mean just increased volcanic activity. You mean other things as well. I mean, um, solar flares, uh, possibly our sun doing a nova, not a supernova, but a nova, where it throws off an outer shell because it's so thin it, it uh, goes to the next stage of fusion reaction, which is helium-helium rather than hydrogen-hydrogen we're doing now. Mm. Uh, we've already, the, the Russians have already uh, recorded this probably 30 years ago that uh, our sun has already expended half of its hydrogen supply. So it's what? at a point where it could... Yeah, it's, it's already burned half its stuff up. So it could slip into this helium helium reaction. Now, the Bible, Revelation does speak of it and, and other places in the Old Testament that the sun will be seven times as bright mm. as the day. Yeah. And there will yeah. be a third, a third, third of the earth, uh, you know, green trees, water, everything burned up. And it's not going to be a gradual thing. It goes and picks every third tree or stuff like that. It's going to be because this part of the earth is facing the sun. Mm. And about one one third of the surface area facing the sun will be hit by direct radiation from the sun when it happens. Now that means that the rest of the planet won't get hit with it. It'll happen, right. you know, in a few few minutes. But that amount of energy poured into the atmosphere is going to 
you know, distribute all over the planet. This wow. is going to cause earthquakes. It's going to cause weather that you would not believe elsewhere. So the people that survive on the other two thirds of the planet aren't going to get a, you know, a pass. Hmm. They're going to, they're going to suffer. So it, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me, uh, Stan, how right now uh, we are in the middle of teaching on the book of revelation in just a few weeks ago, what the part of revelation you just talked about, I taught on and, and All right. for, for you to say that we, we, we know exactly how that's going to happen. It is just mind boggling <laughs> because you know, how many years did people read the book of Revelation and say, this don't make any sense? How's right. a third of anything going to just go like that? That, you know, they, they will, obviously they take the miraculous out. God can do anything he wants to do. But but I think what's going to happen, Stan, is I believe that as we get closer and we start seeing things like this, what you're talking about happen, uh, for the skeptical mind, it's going to cause people to really start delving into Revelation because when they hear you say those kind of things and then they see it 2,000 years ago being written about, I believe God is going to use. Is that what the Lord meant when he said one of the ways that you'll know that you're going to see the last generation is there'll be signs in the heavens and in the earth beneath? Are these are, are you believing that some of these kind of things that are happening with our son is actually going to convince some people to start looking at God? Oh sure, and uh, this has been my whole uh, ministry for you know decades. It's been to tell people the Bible is a true and correct document. It's historical and it's future historical, and to prove this so that uh, the skeptics out there who say, "Oh, you know, it's just this Bible mumbo jumbo," they can see physically and prove physically these things mm. are happening as forecast. Now, to find the Garden of Eden, that was the first thing to say. Look. Yep. The Bible was right about that. And then go into various prophecies like we're talking about in the book of the Re Revelation studies. Um, and it, it is now coming together. The signs are coming mm. together a lot quicker, like a, a woman in childbirth. You know, the, mm. the contractions are quicker, quicker, yeah, quicker. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And uh, so anyway, I, I want to um, uh, uh, talk about one other thing about the supernova business. Okay. okay. Uh, let me just push that share screen button here and get okay. over to it. All right. Okay. All okay. Right. We, we can see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is in my show images page. And what you're seeing here in this picture is an artist's conception of what's happening to a nearby star to us, Betelgeuse. Now, hmm. Betelgeuse is six, 650 light years away. That means that what you're seeing now uh, in the uh, telescopes, not just here, but what you're seeing now <laughs> is wild. that, yeah, what you're seeing now is 650 years ago on Betelgeuse. Now, what has been happening? <laughs> Uh, over, oh gosh, uh, the last three years, is that there's been a dimming effect. Uh, Betelgeuse has been dimming, and they thought maybe mm. it was because one of its pl planets was getting in the way and dimming it, but it may be about to explode and make a supernova. Mm. Now, it wow. is, um, in 1054 AD, the Chinese saw a bright star out there that was about 10 times the distance, 6,500 light years away, and so they saw it with the naked eye. And it, it that... Uh, supernova that occurred then it's what's called the crab nebula today in fact this this is a picture of it today uh mm. after the explosion uh six and a half thousand years ago we're just now seeing the light from it so whatever happened after that's already happened wow uh, you know for whatever reason but now uh when they got telescopes 700 years later we got to 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 get more warning more data and that kind of stuff and over here in this section slide 51 um if this if this Supernova that we saw of the crab uh, nebula over in slide 49. If that had occurred 
when it was only 50 years away from us at the speed of light, it would have destroyed most of the life on the planet from the gamma radiation. That's why we pay attention to supernovas in our neighborhood. So this right here, all right, this is the one that's called Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse. But, right. Okay. That sort of reminds me of uh, Betelgeuse. <laughs> so I'm thinking about. I've wondered. I mean, that's, that's, this is this a weird name there? But the, but you're saying that whatever is what this is how my mind is blown right here you're saying what what could be about to happen the explosion if we if we see it it's already happened because it happened hundreds of years ago oh and thousands in some cases yeah in wow. this case it'll be 600, 650 years ago what we're seeing now okay for okay. Betelgeuse. i'm going to show you what it would look like on our planet and this is the this is a nearby star in the monoceros cluster exploding throwing off an outer shell which mm. would be what we're expecting to happen, you know, a third of the planet and that kind of stuff. And the, the, the dust from it, uh, including the stars and starlight, you know, to about one third what it normally be. Now watch what happens. Here we go. Okay. Oh my goodness. What in the world? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that magnificent that is yes. magnificent is it, these are not cgi this is actual this is from a yeah. telescope wow oh you bet yeah yeah. Oh, yeah oh my goodness oh my goodness wow wow uh, that that was worth sharing uh you know because yes. it's impressive when you see that that dust cloud going out through all of its planets in its stellar system and the bible talks about you know you, you, your your starlight is reduced to about one third of what it is or whatever this is from mm. dust and and, mm. and the light of the moon is it's shifted toward a red blood color because the dust is filtering, you know, the light. Unbelievable. Uh, th wow. This is this is solid evidence, you know. This is solid evidence, and and ladies and gentlemen, this is this is evidence for the word of God. This yes. is you know th these people that keep saying you know follow the science, follow well follow the science, and it will take <laughs> you to the word of God. Um, one one comment I might make: um, Nikola Tesla was and T. Henry Murray followed Tesla's work. Um, they were the inspiration for our EMP shield because mm. uh, we, we were still using an end. I said to him, Tim, we're going to make lightning attracted to this because we're lowering the impedance of the atmosphere. How do we protect it? And so he went home. He came back about a few weeks later from Kansas. He came back over. He said, look, I've devised this thing that will do not only lightning strikes, but electromagnetic pulse weapons. And it was, you know, the, wow. the basic unit. And so we, we kicked it around and then about Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, look, I don't know what to explain. I don't know how to explain it. We, Ooh, we, we were looking for him to call back, yes. but right when you remember what he was saying, what I think what he was saying right before he got cut off is he's like, going to tell us something about Nicholas Tesla. Or again. he was about to say, big brother is always out there watching. I mean, we just got through saying, Stan, <laughs> we're worried about you. You're, you're telling stuff. Have you increased that security? <laughs> yes. I mean, Do you I, have that dead man switch in place? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say, I want to flash across the screen. Stan loves his life. He does not have any thoughts of ending his life he is in he's, no way suicidal no he's not he's not looking to check out or him cash, and, the, cash and, in those chips him and holly's got plans they're they got a future uh but while he's talking i mean we've had so many technical issues y'all don't even know about just to get this show made and he's telling us about this unbelievable technology yes and then he says one more thing i want to tell the, the listeners about nikola tesla gone 
So, so maybe we'll get him back to finish that. But right now, I, I don't know what else to do but to say <laughs> thank you all for watching. Thank sometimes. you for watching this incredible, yeah, incredible, truly. Sandy, incredible. It is man of God. It is. Mind is, we can't even process yes. in our mind what goes on in his mind. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a vision and I a mean, dream. I mean, he is truly already reached retirement age probably oh, yeah. several years ago. Yeah. But he is still wide open, yeah. inventing, innovating. It's Unreal. It's inspiring. And I love that he's passing it down to his sons. Yes. That, that it's a generational thing, that they're studying this stuff yep. as well. And, you know, and here we are. And to put it out there to help humanity. Yeah. The that heart is Literally amazing. says not going to charge for it. It's he's amazing. like, and, and I'm so thankful what he's what God is blessing with EMP Shield. So, you know, this is something that's very serious. When we, If you watch this part of the show, you got it to this point of the show, you've yeah. seen what he told us is happening with the sun and what is coming, even in the next few years, yes. what is coming. And what he's saying is that's what that EMP Shield is for is to protect the electronics of your home and your car yep. and different things so that you can survive. It protects your wiring also, doesn't it? Does. It does. And what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think we might have him coming back in. Here we go. <laughs> wait a minute. He's back. He's, he's back. back. He's back. He's back. Wait all a minute. right, all right, but, all right. But he's, look, he's changed locations. Yes, he has. He has changed locations. You'll never find him now. He's <laughs> hiding out in the desert. Stan, you had to run out of the house real quick for something, but you're back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, look, we, 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 you have already shared so much information, yes. and you were about to tell us something right before we lost you, right before whatever happened, <laughs> uh, about Nikola yeah. Tesla and sharing one more closing thought with our viewers, and we're so glad that we got you back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a challenge, but uh, here I am. Um, closing thought on Nikola Tesla. He, of course... Uh, uh, invented, uh, I think, which he did not share to the patent office and elsewhere, of how to draw electricity out of the atmosphere, out of, you know, the ether space. And after him came T. Henry Murray, who picked up on his work and made the the Murray antenna power system. And this this tells you that all the work that we've been doing at the at the Swedish thing at Testica, and what we're doing all stemmed from one place, Nikola wow. Tesla. So wow. credit where credit is due, a brilliant mind. My goodness, a amazing. Bri a brilliant, brilliant mind. Credit where credit is due. And I don't think in all the documentaries and all the things that you've seen in different places, I don't think they've ever really successfully done him justice. They they have literally never really adequately mm -hmm. uh, described this man's mind and what he was really trying to do. When I was a, a young fellow at, at Grandpa Deo's house, um, quite a few years ago, uh, he said he was an electrician. He was a master electrician himself. And so were his uh, uh, sons. Uh, two of my uncles uh, were electricians. And he said, boy, if you do nothing else, remember this when you get to be big. There's a man called Nikola Tesla. They don't say much about him, but you find out everything you can about him because he was a brilliant man ahead of his time. Wow. And that's what Grandpa Grandpa Dale told me, oh and so here we are. Wow, what Let, a statement. Let's say one more quick thing. So if, um, I don't know how many people will be watching uh, Mr. Dale with us for the first time on this show, but in a previous show, we talked about how you interviewed Donald, President Donald Trump's uncle, John George Trump, yes. years ago, back in the 80s. Um, is this 
on your website? Is it easy to find on your website? Because if someone is watching this show and seeing you for the first time, hearing about all these things for the first time, they need to look and research you and find out about the work you did talking to his uncle, um, how, you know, Tesla impacted your life. Well, and, you know, uh, uh, President Trump's uh, uncle, uh, he was a, a, a very nice, mild-mannered man, tall, thin fellow. Uh, he was uh, executive of uh, Boston Electronics. I think it was called High Voltage Electronics here. And I met him in Boston at the factory. But uh, you can see the interview, um, which I made uh, I, I about link, him. I will link that, Stan. But it's a funny story you told me about the FBI and, and, and Tesla's records and things, because he was the guy that the government appointed to yeah. go inspect Tesla's papers. Um, but I talked to him live in an interview, you know, which is now recorded. Um, at the um, oh, what did we call it? Uh, it's the cosmic conspiracy in video form. Mm. Anyway, uh, it, it, it I have to email you the link to it, but it's a, yeah. a yeah. documentary that that we did on them. We made a documentary in 1983 where we filmed uh, Professor Trump among other people. And I will I will get that link and send it to you where you can okay. watch it uh, on YouTube okay. or something, um, and that will that will help because that's the, the main interview. But yeah, this is I've, a behind I've actually watched that on YouTube. I've watched the whole interview; it's phenomenal. So I I will link that down below. And oh, okay. every and there'll be a direct link also down below to go straight to standale.com. Every way that you can get a hold of Stan. Stan, you are uh, just an incredible guest. We're so glad you were able to get back, even though you're coming to us now from the deserts of Arizona. I don't know how. (laughs) Maybe you also have a time machine or some kind of uh, way to go in and out of a portal or something. (laughs) I don't know. So don't tell me what's going on in the day old house. Well, you you are a blessing to us, and and I want to show our people that are watching this, and most everybody that's one of our viewers probably knows who Stan Dale is, but in the rare occasion that there's someone here that doesn't know who Stan is, this is how you find out about one of the most incredible men of our lifetime, of our generation. And this and is Holly, best- my wife, too. And that's right, because she she's we all know she's the brains behind all this. Okay, we know we know you just get to be the you get to be the good looking face on the camera. But what really makes it happen is Holly. So we understand that. You think you're joking, but, you know, um, you can't see your hand up my uh, shirt here moving my lips. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely relate, brother. I can relate. But look, Standale.com. I go here every day. I go here every day to read my news. Uh, When Sandy and I put our stuff together for Monday night, those that watch our Big Picture Live, I want everybody to know that much of what we get, we get from Stan's site and a couple of others. But you can always go here and you can see where he's on other people's shows. You can watch and listen. And what I love is so much, there's just too much to really get into here, but past interviews, his books, Holly's articles, just different types of threads. But if you scroll down, and you see the EMP shield that he's talking about that Sandy and I have in our home with our vehicles. We believe in this product. We built our house, Stan, and one of the first things that we did is we had the EMP shield ready. And for new construction, we put it in our breaker box. It's there. Even my electrician, uh, he he had never seen it before. So one of my best friends in the world, and he's like, I don't know, what what is this thing? He's been doing it all his life, and I told him about it. 
Well, you know what? Not long ago, he called me up and said, "Hey, I need I need the link to that EMP shield because I think I'm gonna put it in my house." So, so I, I, I think that was great. So you can see, you still have. You can go there now, and you can uh, get a discount. It's still there, active. And then, of course, you scroll all down, and this is where I go every week. And I'm sure Holly is the one to thank for this because she yep. compiles all these news articles broken down into multiple different types of of topics. Mm -hmm. Just a resource that goes on and on and on, and that's standeo.com. Sandy, you want to comment on just your time that you've spent here? I mean, we've, we've not even begun to delve into all the things. It's, it's great. It's just everything all in one. Get your news. You can uh, listen to some interviews, watch some shows. It's, it's great. And don't forget to order that EMP Shield. Yeah, and then all of their books are there. I mean, you can see yeah. both of their books. They're just, it's just incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Stan. Thank you for being on the big picture. Yes, thank and, you uh, so much. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. we can't wait to have you back. And yes. uh, and so everyone just know, know, know that you, this is not just a regular guest. We just had a man that is had, has shifted and changed yes. the world previously and is still on a mission to yep. change the world as we Absolutely. go forward. Sandy, closing thoughts on Stan Dale and, and our world that we're in and closing thoughts to our big picture well, family. Well, it's always mind blown when you have Mr. Sandale yes, on, yes. and we're just honored. Yes, we yeah. are. And you know what? Thank we're you. also honored that you joined us today on the big picture. All of our guests, thank you to all of our partners. Thank you for the super chats, the super thanks. Everybody that hit that like button, we tell you all the time, if you have not already hit that like button, smash it, smash it, smash it. Nothing puts us in front of people more than that. And we'll see you either on Wednesday night, Sunday night, or any kind of breaking news throughout the week here on The Big Picture. And we always like to remind you on The Big Picture Live, we ain't woke, but we are certainly, certainly awake. awake. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.